Hello, good people, and welcome to the Brunswick Beer Collective. This is season 19, episode 4. Um, it's It's been a long time. Um, I am Chris Shorten. Uh, with me is Paul Christoph. Howdy. And we are... Uh, today we're recording um, in the upstairs room of a bar in Brunswick called Rascal. Um, and we're joined by one of the co-founders. Hello. Uh, um, what, what's your name for the people at home? Harrison. Hello, Harrison. So, um, obviously, we're upstairs, the, there's, there's wind blowing, it's a typical um, Melbourne November day, so it's really cold and you're wearing a beanie already. Yeah, it's freezing. Yeah, I was walking down, was walking here, I was like, I can't believe I feel like I need gloves. Like, that maybe happens two or three times a year in Melbourne. I think yeah. it snowed over the weekend, actually. It's ridiculous. Mm, mm. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of impressive and a little bit sad. Because um, all you really want to do is like, there, there were moments on the weekend where I was like, oh, I can see the sun. So I just found myself running out and standing in the sun. And it was just, you, you felt like, you, you felt like a king, but also a really, really sad man. Yeah, well, I was at Rooftop Bar on Saturday afternoon and it was literally like, oh, the sunset's quite nice. Take the jacket off to turn the heaters back on a minute mm. or two later. And I wanted to take some photos to so just say, oh yeah, Melbourne's out and about and... You know, it's almost summer and it's like, yeah, the sky's grey and everyone's rocked up. It's, it's not quite the scene. It but was still it, great though. Still, exactly. Compared to being locked down though, not complaining. Just making an observation. Right. And, you know, by the time uh, you hear this at home, it will be, theoretically, Melbourne will be at 90%, which means uh, no masks anywhere. Um, I don't know what that means for unvaccinated people. Let's not talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing good there, I don't think. No, no, I don't think so either. But let's go back to Rascal. So tell us, Rascal, Rascal, Rascal. Rascal. is it Rascal or Rascal? Uh, depends where you are in the world and how you say it. We've had actually a few debates, especially with my English friends, whether it's Rascal or Rascal. I definitely say Rascal, but each to their own. Well, I mean, it, that it's always said that the. Um, uh, the joy, joy of language is essentially um, once you know how to say it, that's the best time to know how not to say it. <laughs> so you know, you, once you know the rules, that's when you can break them. So maybe it is, maybe maybe it is meant to be rascal, and you know, it's just called, it's just ras- it's now called rascal because it's um, defying the rules of grammar. Maybe. Yeah. I'd never even contemplated it being called rascal until like you introduced it. Yeah, well, I mean, because in my in my mind, I saw it as like a rastal, like a rastal glass. I mean, are those rastal glasses now? A what glass? You know, a rastal glass. Um, the techos, those beer glasses. Yeah. They're kind of shaped like this. Yeah, which we have co-opted your water glasses to become beer yeah, glasses. Yeah, yeah. I put your water in. I put the water in the beer glass. And I put the beer in the water glass. Mm. I always use a wine glass for fancy beer, yeah. so you can smell it. So it's so mm. much better mm. than a. Like a pint or a pot. Yeah, so the glass we're talking is basically like a wine glass. Yeah. Anyway, we've kind of uh, jumped over several things about how to say it. Good old-fashioned normal. Mm, old good old-fashioned normal. Um, big question is, what is well, what what is um, ras- uh, rascal to you and what is rascal to you? <laughs> um, so I guess rascal started out as, I mean, a of wine bar between friends. Um, so all of us sort of knew each other for a while. We had another venue in um, Ascobar, which we since sold. Um, but we started out as a, I guess, a sort of fancy wine bar trying to tap into what everyone else was doing 
in Melbourne. Um, and that was going really good. Um, and then unfortunately lockdown hit. And that sort of forced us to adapt. So um, overnight we realised that we had a bottle shop licence. Um, wait, wait, we need, we need to stop, uh, pause you on that one. How did you, uh, did you like, was it just something you found in the bottom of the drawer? Um, well, I guess it was the, the best word. We definitely had it. Um, the, the building that we're in was built 160 years ago. It used to be called the Cumberland Arms, I believe. And before that, it was a tent market, which is, I think, a fancy way to call it, like, say, a caravan for tent, caravan park for tents. Um, but we knew we had the bottle shop license. It was just a little bit of conflicted between whether we were going to be a wine bar or a bottle shop. And we sort of were on the fence of what to do with it. Um, and then, yeah, once lockdown hit, it hit, we just decided to go balls to the wall and just really embrace it. Um, we stayed up till 5 a.m. or maybe even 6 a.m. bringing all the stock from our other business over here, getting all the tables set up, all the wine out, ready to go, opened up the next day and it went absolutely bananas. Um, the idea was to just get rid of our stock rather than holding on to it for however lockdown was going to happen. I mean, it's sort of, I think you sort of forget back then it was like all very chaotic and no one knew what was going to happen. It was sort of like the end of the world. So worst case scenario. Um, now we do it with order. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, yeah, that's true. Everyone's so much better at it and just like, yeah, cool, back. Back at it again. <laughs> um, yeah, and then it went really well, and the response from um, Brunswick and I guess our surrounding suburbs was really good. Um, we were a little bit nervous about ordering more stock just because we didn't know what was going to happen, but yeah, then we just started ordering more, building up our, our offering um, to where it is now, which I think is. I think we started at about 80 wines and 60 beers, and now I think we've got 300 over 300 wines and over 300 beers so it's grown substantially since then wow um wheeling this back a few steps yep um because um you know you said you stayed up all night working on um uh, uh you stayed up all night um like and like until 5 a.m moving stock over and things like that yeah um what what did you what was going through the mind of uh, mind of um, you and your team as a business when the lock when the lockdown was announced how did it all feel very intense um i think a couple of times we even had people crying because they just didn't know what was going to happen um or even just feeling like you know the hospitality industry as a whole is just not going to come back or recover just because it was felt that dire um and I think we had the moment where we did sort of feel like just throwing in the towel, just locking the doors and walking away. Um, but yeah, we sort of just built up our camaraderie, I guess, and you know, motivated everyone to just give it a go and see what we could do with it. I mean, I used to, I was, I was saying during that period that it was very tough to be a business owner, but it was also a very creative period because the rules would change so often that you couldn't just continue doing the same thing you had to keep changing and moving um so from that perspective it was actually quite cool in the fact that yeah nothing was stagnant every day was sort of a different challenge it's it, it, it's yeah i think it's easy to i mean because obviously um neither paul or i run businesses 
Um, sorry, we don't run retail businesses. Um, we don't. We don't really know what it's like, and I don't think anyone anyone listening out there really knows what it would have been like being on the other side. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think owning a business um, as a whole is a bit of experience, and I don't think it really changed from that. Um, like the, I guess the best way I could describe a business is really high highs and really low lows. If it's if the things are going bad, it's a really bad time. Um, and I guess the effort that you put in, yeah, I guess if anything, um, the more effort you put in, the more you get out of it. Um, so it is really challenging and sort of non-stop work. It's like, especially when we started, when we opened this, when we opened Rascal, in order to get it running, I think it was four months renovations. Um, wow. And we were working 12, 14 hour days think we maybe had two or three days off each during that period um and then you go from you know renovating everything chaotic to try and getting it into order to then opening the doors straight away because you can't really afford to have a few days off because you just need you know Cash. to get that revenue coming <laughs> in yeah um so yeah very difficult but very rewarding at the same time this is very like i've seen the side of it through lauren of course oh of course my wife bought a pharmacy in beginning of the year yeah and so same sort of thing with <laughs> renovations and stock and high highs and low lows and yeah it, yeah it can't it's very, very chaotic no time off as well no of course not i mean people yeah, alone. i think it's quite interesting i mean i haven't really spoken to anyone for a while but i think the general gist is when people want to open up their own business they want to be their own boss and you know they can do what they want but it sort of ends up being the opposite of that because the business becomes your life and even though you're doing what you want, you're not really choosing, you're just, that's your focus. Um, and that's just sort of how it's gotta be. Especially in the first, I guess, few years. I mean, now it's a lot more relaxed, we know what we're doing and yeah, we're in a really good place now. Which is very good to hear. Because, yeah. you know, there, uh, there are no words for how beloved Sydney Road is for um, and you know um, that there was definitely um, a thing that we had, uh, like my partner and I had, where that we uh, we were shit scared that um, all of our favourite bars were going to close, um, uh, because we were frequent um, like, when lockdown happened, and so then that um, and so when that um, uh, we kind of made a point of sort of like yes no no um, we'll we'll order takeaway from here and from here and from here, and uh, because it was like it was, that's all you could do. So yeah. th th there's a real relief, I suppose, to hear that things are actually... Uh... Well, I mean, I think over lockdown as well, people like yourself, um, everyone was really supportive. So all you had to do as a business was, especially in hospitality, because we were, I guess, the hardest hit in terms of lockdown and business. Um, as soon as you sort of put your hand up and said, hey, I'm doing this, the community support was amazing around it. Like everyone was rushing in. I even had some people that I hadn't talked to since school, so maybe 15 years, like driving over to support us and buy stuff off us. So it was like, yeah, it was awesome to see the support that like everyone had for the hospitality industry as well. Was, yeah, really cool. Yeah, you kind of, you had to. Yeah. I think everyone kind of, yeah, had to sort of step up. Like you're saying, you know, I cooked dinner tonight. It's like, no, I'm actually gonna mm. yeah, go out yeah. and do 100%, something. 100%, if you want. If you like a business, or if anything really, if you like yeah. it, you got to support it to keep it around. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, 
and I do hope that community sort of enhanced community spirit is something that stays mm. as we're heading to COVID normal. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's a good question. COVID normal. Um, uh, how is the uh, how how is the um, um, the scanning the QR codes and the everyone looking at um, vaccination? Um, we were after seeing what had happened in Sydney a few times with some big backlashes. Um, we were a little bit worried. But yeah, the response has been really good. Um, we haven't had any issues. I think it's just sort of the same things going into lockdowns. Everyone's sort of used to it now. Like, so, you know, everyone knows they got to check in, show their vaccine passport, wear a mask, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it was also really good to see uh, on social media, everyone was posting those support your waiter, waitress mm, mm. Um, pictures, you know, being nice to everyone. Yeah. And I, that, I think that was really heavily promoted. Um, but everyone's just happy to be out. Like, you know, mm. no yeah. one's really, I, I don't think anyone's putting too much pressure on themselves to, you know, expect a certain thing or it needs to be perfect. So from that perspective, it's really good. Um, yeah. I didn't, I didn't work this reopen, but the other ones I did and it was so good to get out because everyone's just smiling. Like, it was like so energetic. It was awesome. Yeah, it's something we touched upon last last week's episode or mm. two weeks ago's episode one when this gets released about yeah just the atmosphere around the city it's amazing yeah just everyone's happy yeah it just goes from like people sort of being like i guess like you know when you're chatting to people they're still chirpy but it just went from like you sort of being able to tell that it was sort of just a little bit of a forced thing to just like you could actually see general excitement and happiness on people's faces yeah, it's a really nice feeling. Yes, yeah. it's, it's sort of um, it, 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 hilariously. Um, so we've got uh, we've got um, over the road from um, our place. We've got a like it's like it's 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 like an old um, not quite an RSL, but you know it's got a TAB in it, and um, but it's been you know all shut up during the entire lockdown, and um, uh, when uh, we went uh, we went over there just because of like we felt like we needed to um, support it in some way. And you just looked around and even the people who were usually the grumpiest looking people behind the bar you've ever seen, they were like, come on in, come on in. No, that's, that's all green. That's great. Come on. It was, it was glorious. Even the people losing money on the pokies were smiling. Exactly. They were especially smiling. That's it. Pokies. Never get pokies. No, I don't think I could work in a pub like that. No, it's, it's not something I'd recommend. No, essentially like the opposite of Robin Hood. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. That's a good take. Yeah. So, all right, let's let's talk beer. Yep. You went you went from sixty to three hundred. Mm-hmm. How do you choose? Um, I guess from a like one of our mottos is to support local. Um, so the closer it is to us, the more chance it is of having um to get on our shelves. Um. Yeah, it's hard. Uh, we try and have a big range. Um, I think. I think um, for me, it was like it's when I first it was you know one of the other owners, James, got in contact with me and was like, "Oh yeah, we've got some interesting beers," and we did a little thing where there was a discount code for some, um, you know, any of our listeners for a month. But um, when the first day I came in and I saw all the beers and I was just like, "This is like ridiculous!" Like yeah to me it was always that that cool wine bar on sydney road that i got to check out and it was like what, what's this beer when did this happen like this is insane and 
it was um it was yet a lot of beers that I think yeah at that stage in the early days like, people didn't think of this being a, a craft beer venue so I remember it was the the first last year's release of Once More Into the Fray by Deeds and it just sold out oh, instantly yeah. everywhere and I come in here it's like yeah, buy six cans of it. <laughs> it's not sold out. In other words, nobody had realised it was craft yet. Yeah, yeah. It was, that was that was the pitch for the for the like you know go and check out this this venue. Like you know those beers that you think have sold out. Yeah, you might be able to get it here. And it's then, definitely uh, still a little bit of a hidden gem at the moment. And it's actually um, back on that point. It's easier now that we've got a lot of beers to choose because you've just got so much space to mm. put the beers. Back when we had sixty. You'd sort of be wanting to choose between four yeah, or yeah. five different ones. Whereas, I mean, the good thing about um, craft beer drinkers and the industry is that they all, everyone's happy to, you know, try one. Oh, definitely. Um, so you just sort of get it in, mm. see how it goes. It's like moves pretty quick anyway. So, yeah, it's good. Mix and match and move it around. Well, I did say that you had a, uh, you had beer from our friends at Inner North, um, from Kokongs, from... Um, you had our beer there, um, you had, or one of our beers. Um, yeah, very local, which is good. Except for what I'm drinking now. Oh yeah, where is that, where is that from? That's Spearwood, WA. Yeah. Um, it's the closest I get to home these days is drinking beers from Perth. Well, the beer travels further than you, and it's probably travelled all around, this, around Australia by our Australian post. Yeah, it's easy, easy, easier, easier, easier across the borders if, if you're a beer than a person. <laughs> um, thankfully, beers don't need passports. Um, they don't need vaccination statuses. Although, actually, that's a good thing. Why hasn't there been a beer that's based on vaccination status? There must be. There's got to be. I mean, I don't think I've seen one yet. Maybe it's too touchy for people to want to push it. It's a gold mine, though. You know, I've had beers for every... I mean, one of the joys of, like, craft, I think, is, like... And, you know, I, I, looked, in your, um, I looked in your fridges, and it was like... Look at that look at that cool label look at that and you know everyone's got it's a sick brand and everything like that but it's like everything so artistic yeah but everything's been done why isn't the why isn't vaccination status been done yeah I mean they already did a beer about the coronavirus wait 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 I, I that's didn't... just a really bad joke <laughs> I, I don't know whether I'm, I'm going to need to cut that joke or whether I'm going to need an explanation, <laughs> <Yeah>. explanation. corona <laughs> oh <laughs> Oh, I, I didn't want to yeah, say. It's going to be like, yeah, no one's done a Corona beer yet, but yeah, I didn't no, want to say it Corona. That was just just, not, just not funny it. enough to even have to explain. No, well, I mean, and uh, I do remember that when that the um, it's just um, that, that's getting into dad dad joke. Oh, it's too, definitely yeah. dad joke. Yeah. yeah, look, I mean, I you know, I, I hit thirty nine this year. I'm uh, I'm I'm in I'm at the right age bracket for it. Um, now what was it, what was I saying? I've lost it now. Um, a vaccination themed beer. Yeah, vaccination themed beer. Um, brewers, uh, we know you listen. Let us, l- l- let's talk. Um, uh, but what what I was going to say was that one thing that I also, I mean, my dating days are long gone. But um, being downstairs, downstairs, it was very nice to feel like it was a dating place of very good craft beer. It feels like an intimate venue. Yeah. Well, I guess because we did designer mm. as a fancy wine bar then it's got that intimacy um, around it in, in the design um, like sort of you know darkly lit um, and then yeah we didn't really plan on going full time bottle shop and yeah so the two have merged together quite well I think definitely a good date night venue definitely um, well I, di- I did see um, it was a very nice um, um, on, the t- on the table next to us it looked like there was a, um, 
It wasn't necessarily a date, but it was definitely... Um, um, he, uh, she was getting a very nice wine and he was picking out a very nice beer. Not that they should be gender roles. Well, we have the security here. footage rolling right here, so... Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, 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 they've already left. Um, <laughs> but it, 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 it was very much like, that looks like a date night. That looks like a date night. It felt good. Yeah, people are allowed to go on actual dates. Yeah. Yeah, weird concept in that. You can actually go out and do things. I couldn't imagine being involved in that world over the past 18 months. No. Well, I mean, I the only thing I saw was there was like an ad on, an ad on TV for, I think, Bumble. And it was just like, um, um, basically people sharing, like sending videos to each other of one doing a dance and the other. And, and oh, I, people sending videos to each other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember looking at things like, is anyone actually going to do that? Or is anyone actually going to use that for what you think they're using yeah. it for? It's like sending TikTok dances to each other. It's the implication. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 like, it's like finding a nice... It's like finding a um, nice, nice application for something that um, is probably not going to be used for that nice purpose. Mm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, what do you... What, uh, uh, there's, there's so many things we could ask, but... I suppose the, the big question is, you know, you're, um, it's kind of, I feel like we're out of prison now, or I'm going to quote, uh, quote the, um, the Blues Brothers, you're out, you're rehabilitated, um, uh, what are you going to do next? Uh, personally or business? Oh, bi- uh, look, business, I mean, you can tell me your dreams if you wish, but <laughs> um, I, I don't want to force you into that on, on record. Plans for Rascal, I guess... Um, or Rascal, we'll take it. Rascal, Rascal. <laughs> yeah, right. when did I say Rascal? Yeah. You, you anyway, said Rascal. Either or. It's like a castle, ca- ca- castle debate. Mm. Um, yeah, in terms of, for Rascal, um, we sort of, I think, hit, hit the nail on the head in terms of our service. Um, we've got a really good team behind us at the moment. Our staff's amazing. Um, so I guess it's just refining what we're doing. Um, continuing to support the local businesses around us Um, we've sort of like we're always in the works to sort of do collabs so we've currently got the strawberry gum IPA with Inner North once Mm -hmm. that's sort of finished up probably look at doing something else with them Um, which which the label was um, I think designed by our old friend Clinton yeah correct yeah Yeah. Um, we might get Seb Godfrey who did our um, big sign out on our Morning to do the next one. Um, we'd love to do a whiskey with. Um, oh, yes. Wolf? No. no um, Why is yes. that not coming to I know, the, I, know the, I know exactly the one. Oh. Patient Wolf, isn't it? No, no. no. They're, they're, they're South Banks now. So oh, right. Yeah, of course they moved. Oh, my God. Why am I having a. Yeah, it's like. It's not Saint or something, is it? Saint Wolf? Uh, I, I, no, I, I know exactly the one. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Uh, so um, we're doing a um, sorry company who's <laughs> a, a, a sorry unnamed whiskey. We're doing company. a dinner with them actually, a whiskey dinner in their distillery, and it's like right next to the Inner North. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I I know the one you meant to. I, I can see it in my head. Um, so while people the on their phones. Yeah, there we go. That's the one. Yeah. So we'd love to do a um, a collab with Gospel. My parents own a winery out, um, in Swan Hill, so we're thinking about getting maybe a Sagrantino barrel um, mm-hmm. and doing sort of mm-hmm. like a wine whiskey collab so that'd be really cool um yeah 
Yes, yeah, so I suppose being a, being a beer podcast, we don't really touch too much on the wine side of things. Yeah. But no, no. We also were during lockdown getting lots of really great like wines that we like, mm. and the mm. range is yeah equally as impressive from a wine lover yeah. point of view as a beer lover's right. point of view. But I genuinely know very, very, very little about wines. I rely on other people. Mm. There are lots of good ones. The like, bad world of wine. Beer is definitely more interesting. It's just like way less. Um, uh, I think it's because the wine industry has been around for a lot longer. The the culture around it is sort of stuck, and it's yeah. old school. And anything I think that's been around for too long potentially, just to change it, just doesn't happen. Whereas beer is very fun, new, mm. um, changes really quickly, which is yeah. Awesome. You, you, uh, but, but you do have a lot of the fun, interesting stuff from new winemakers. Yeah, true. I mean, it yeah. definitely is changing now. Um, but yeah, even, t- I mean, like if you think of it in terms of labels, if you look at like wine labels versus beer labels, maybe 10 to 15% mm. of the beer labels are sort of old school and not that fun and interesting, whereas maybe it's like 80% of the wine labels. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, and and I think the, the stupid part really with wine is, from my limited knowledge of it, um, one of the things that, um, because, you know, when you have limited knowledge, you get told the shortcuts. You know, it's like you buy uh, you buy the like the se- the second cheapest wine on the on the menu, things like that. But one of the things I was always told was it was like you don't buy something that has a cartoon on the um, uh, cartoon on the label of a wine bottle. And uh, and in my mind, I was always like, yeah, but they're the most interesting looking ones. Um, uh, uh, and I uh, I'm wondering whether that's changing now. Where D- definitely, I mean, yeah. there's probably definitely some wines out there. I guess if you go to Bunnings. Dan Murphy's, um, there's always going to be that like cheap, brightly coloured something something to sort of entice you. But a lot of the new age wines um, are definitely starting to like have fun, quirky labels to represent that as well. So which is a bad time. Yeah. Um, so I can toss that rule out there. That's good. Yeah. yeah. One of my favourite reasonings from Ellis Merchants has a picture of a, a German nightclub, an art, artwork of it. That's cool. Yes. That's a great wine. See, I mean that—that's where—that's where wine, that—that's where I'm hoping. And you know, I guess you look at the, um, you know, in, um, in South Australia, the um, Derenberg Cube, which is you know a monument to art, and you know, although weirdly, all of their labels are really dull. Yeah, they're they're a really old. Yeah, yeah. Traditional. Yeah. Company. I, I guess you don't want to go down the new Coke route where they, um, you know. Um, you, you change up everything, but then it scares off all of your patrons. Compi Maru labels are really good. Yeah. Uh, Japanese style. Um, and you. Fin Wines is another one that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, and they're made locally too. Fin Wines awesome. And you're listening to the Brunswick Wine Collective. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name's Christopher. I pretty much talk about, not as much into spirits, but I can pretty much talk about most alcohol. So there you go. We don't discriminate. We are a beer podcast, but we do love. Everything. All alcoholic yeah, beverages, yeah. really. Um, all all alcohol is great and small. Quality mm. is quality. Exactly, and booze is well, glorious. I think it's something. Yeah, if Jeff was here, I mm. I can imagine him saying, "There is no such thing as a. It's not that you don't like a particular you know alcohol spirit, whatever. It's that you just haven't tried a good version of it yet." Mm-hmm. So, with all of that in mind, I think we should move on and drink some beer.
We are back and we're on to we're on to our first beer and uh, our first beer is actually both of our beers are ones that are very very close to um, my heart. They're both reds. Um, Paul, what are we drinking? So we're drinking the red IPA from Innate, who we mentioned earlier. So. Um, and Innate from WA. WA from Spearwood, which is a suburb in Perth. So their beer is very highly regarded, but up until relatively recently, you haven't been able to get them on the East Coast before. So it's nice to see, nice to see some of the beers over here. Right. And, you know, this, once again, this beer has probably travelled further than we have in a while. Hell, it's, it's, it's probably been to Singapore. It's probably hung around in Indonesia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who knows with Australia Post, right? Exactly. Um, I mean, Australia Post would be like, like we, didn't know, we didn't even know we had depots there, but here we are. Yeah. Well, speaking of WA, I, I have I have a order full of Rocky Ridge beers that have been sitting in a depot in Victoria somewhere for two weeks. Oh, wow. So okay. I'm not liking what that, um, what that temperature... Right. Oh, cops. Yeah. Um, you, you, you mean Australia Post don't have, um, like, yeah. you know, pristine beer, beer holding... Like if it was something yeah, non-perishable, fine. But oh my god, it's their latest like fresh IPA releases. I really don't want these to be. I'm sure, they still taste great, but yeah, but you know, it's a shame. It's a bit rude, really. But it is what it is. Anyway, so yeah, red IPA. So obviously, um, the, it's the Chris of beers. It is the Chris of beers, and I I don't think uh, they they're definitely underrated. You know, they're already um permanently hazy. Um, <laughs> You can't see through them. They look reddish, um, but not in a, um, you know, an uh, Irish red way. In a way better way than that. So I believe this is a core age beer. So I've only ever had 500 mil can in eight beers before. So this is in a 375 mil can. Um, well, um, with the same sort of design as the, the IPA I was drinking as my pre-beer. Or during beer, more like it. But it's, um... Yeah, on the label. This heroic beverage features sweet malt flavours of biscuit and caramel combined with a medley of pine, passion fruit and orange hop characters. Those who dare, win! There's an exclamation <laughs> mark there. Alcohol, 6.8%. IBU, 65. No mention of what hops or malts are used, though. But, um, and there's nothing on the untapped um, description either. But... In in some respects, um, to a point, I'm not sure if we'd know what uh, know what to do with um, like if we had if we did know what um, malts or hops were in there. I mean, yeah, I mean, like we said, we, we we know more about beer than we did, but definitely not mm, not as much as we could. Not as much as we could. I'm, but, I'm not a malt. I'm definitely not a. No, well, nobody talks about malt because we end up having hazies most of the time, and hazies don't have malt in them, do we? Yeah, well, I mean, it's just. Maybe. I don't think mm. so. I don't know. We're, see, we're, we're, see, we're still idiots. Yeah, we're, we're slipping. Or maybe we're exactly where we need to be. Who knows? Yeah. So, so uh, first so, impressions. Um, it's definitely a red IPA. Mm-hmm. After what we're saying about malt, I'm going to say it doesn't, doesn't have the rich malt backbone that, that I, <laughs> I generate. It's... Mm. If I eat, like if I compare it to, say, the... Um, the, the classics that we... That, um, are you thinking the um, mountain culture? The mountain culture. 
and the I have a fridge full of those at home. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't but have. They that. also got lost in the story post. Oh. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, I've, yeah. There's been I've had a few friends that have had um, mountain culture orders go missing. Sorry, mountain culture. We love you. We love no, you. It's not not their fault. It's Australia's post fault. And as an organisation and pandemic, no, we're not blaming the postal workers who are like working their asses mm-hmm. off to get packages delivered. So you know, it just is what it is. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, it doesn't have that um, doesn't have that rich malt backbone. Mm. But it also, but one positive side, it's quite e- it's easier drinking than what I expect from a red. Yeah, I I agree with that, especially since it's six point eight. Although in saying that, I feel like it's got a lot more it's got a lot more bite to it, a lot more bitterness to it than I expected for a six point eight. Yeah. Um, which I don't know what to what to make of, or whether I'm just you know, um, I'm talking out my ass. Probably a little bit of both. Um, but why don't we see what other people are saying about this? All right. So we've got um, as we were fortuitously discussing just before we started recording, Simon Diaz at Redwood uh, Tasting Room. Hey, our mate Richard P. Smiley face emoji. Malty and textured. I'd like a little more toffee caramel and assertive bitterness. I could say the same for the beer. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> 3.5 stars. Nicely done. Um, I've got Mark L and he's um, untapped at home. Um, nice beer and one of my fave Lizzie tunes. Um, I'm assuming it was purchased at Booze Brothers and it was four stars. I'm assuming mm. Lizzie, he means Thin Lizzie. Um, and I'm assuming there must be a Thin Lizzie tune called Renegade because I doubt if there's one called Innate Brewers <laughs> or Red IPA Ripper um, um, uh, just just as an aside I can see the um, obviously the the cans we've got look like their new branding they've updated their branding yeah uh, I, I, I feel like um, I'm equal parts very uh, I like it and I'm not sure about it everyone seems that seems to be a general thing there's a lot been a lot of rebrands Mm. over the past sort of six months that are like yeah yeah, mm. yeah. anyway sorry so, continue no, so, so I've done that same mistake where I well not mistake so by default Untap gives you a friends review so you're like mm. I don't think anyone's reviewed this beer and then you're like oh it's um what, other than the 200 people who are only at? it's only filtered let's change that from friends to <laughs> all and that's um that um that changes quite quite nicely so we've got um J J Son, spelt J Y S O N E, Jason B. Um, he doesn't say where. Oh no, purchased at the Bottle O, so we can figure out by that which Bottle O, Newcastle, New South Wales. Deep and bitey, new brewery I've not heard of from WA. Muddy red, not bright, a malt forward ripper, not the head. 3.25. Malt four. That's interesting. Mm. I wonder what he would think of the mountain culture. I don't know. He, he loved it or hated it. I'm not sure. Um, so I've got Daniel T and it's untapped at home. Um, uh, all right, so just bear with me here. He gives it 2.75, but three guys I drank this with really enjoyed it, but I felt it tasted like a homebrew. Massive caramel flavor flavors overpower, resulting in a beer that was too sweet for my liking. Yeah, um, that's the one I just read. That's the one I just read as well. Um, 
Oh, very, very um, informative comment here by Jim JMC at Margarita Tuck Shop. Very nice. Four stars. That is very nice. We've got a DDP, drinking it at home. Smooth, biscuity and caramel with just enough hops in the background to let you know they're there. Nice. Four stars. Hey, purchased it at Farmer Jack's. Interesting, they sell craft beer now. I was going to say, do you know who Farmer, Farmer Jack is? So Farmer Jack's is like a... Kind of like a IGA type supermarket, but like a, like a good one. Like if you always okay. wanted to get like some higher quality stuff from an independent grocer, you could go to Farmer Jackson's. Like a handful of them. Well, it's like Trader Joe's. Yeah. Only and the, only the only thing I really remember from Trader Joe's was the um, chocolate covered pretzels, which were amazing. Um, and when when we went to um when when we were over. When we were over in the states, um, I took uh, I took my partner M to her first Trader Joe's, and I was just like, "Honey, there's all these things that you could try, but we're just getting these chocolate covered pretzels. That's <laughs> all we're doing." Anyway, um, Simon D at Redwood Tasting Room. Um, we did that one. Oh shit! You did too. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, Simon. It's all just it's all a bit of a blur. All right, let's let let's find um, a couple more. One more. All right. Oh, Brad H. Best red IPA, 4.5. I don't think he's had many red IPAs. Which is not a slight on this beer, but... No. Um, best red IPA is a big claim. Okay. Um, Joshua B. Uh, amazing red IPA. Candy on the nose. Caramel up front and finishes bitter, leaving you wanting another sip. Three exclamation points. Purchased at um, uh, Quinanana, Quinana. Quinana Beach Liquor. Four stars. He also got four badges for that. Um, four badges. Nice. So what do we think about this beer? So it's interesting. Like, am I rating it against the best red IPAs I've had? Or am I rating against beers in general? Because I think to me it's still... Yeah, like the mountain culture and you know, pride of that, the modus. And I guess for me, when I get a red IPA, I really want that almost slightly syrupy, heavy, malt, backbone, caramel flavour, which I'm not mm. really getting from this. But having said that, like it's undoubtedly is a red IPA and it's really refreshing. It's easy drinking. It's going down the treat. And I could actually see myself drinking more of these in a session than I would one of the other IPAs that I was talking red IPAs that I was talking about mm. which kind of gets me which kind of makes me a bit conflicted so if I was going you know old school Christoph scale 3.75 but I think given that I'm I don't have the 0.5s so I'd probably go 3.7 for this ooh see I'm, I, I'm I'm quite conflicted on this because as as you know, I am an extreme lover of red IPAs, um, and I also I also think about um, you know the modus slash man culture double red, which to me is the pinnacle of what a red IPA um, could taste like. Um, but I think what makes a good what makes a good red IPA um, because I've had good ones and I've had bad ones, and the uh, to me the um, the um, the 
Uh, the bad ones are going either side of the scale, where they have either too much of that caramel hit or not enough of that caramel hit. Um, and and the, the thing that makes the mountain culture one work is because it's a, um, it's a perfect balance between those two um, opposing forces. Um, and I feel like this is, this is a nice, this is a very nice beer, um, but I feel like it, it, it's one of those opposing forces where it's like, it's not too much caramel, um, but it's too much going, going the other way, where it's just like, it's just that little bitterness that um, feels like it's, it, it makes it difficult to, um, for me, I wouldn't drink a lot of this, I, th I think it's. I think it's. If if that it was on tap at my local, I would drink it every time I could. Um, but I also wouldn't. If I was comparing it with other red IPAs, I would. I would run elsewhere. That was a very conflicted um, message. But um, Paul, you're nodding at me, so I feel like I've done something good. No, I, I um, get what you're saying. I. It's a three point five for me. It's a definitely would drink again. Um, but it hasn't. They haven't quite found the balance that I think makes a good good red IPA. Um, um, and you know, as an example of that, going the other way, you know, do no wrong range. They've got a red IPA where they've um, packed in a load of hops, and that goes the complete opposite direction where it doesn't have any of the caramel feel. Um, it's very easy to drink, but it doesn't have any of the caramel feel. It may as well just be a like an, a hazy with a um, a red color in it. Well, it does it does raise an interesting point because. You say do no mm. do no wrong range, but kind of in in Perth, I'd say innate is probably do no wrong innate. Oh, so with both of them having gone the opposite ways in their reds, I'd be really curious to try and see what innate some limited double red was like. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Maybe, maybe it needs the extra booze to balance it. Yeah, but I mean, at least you you giving it three point five means we can have a very easy three point six as the BBC score. Oh, good point. Good I'll point. Have to message Jeff to. Yeah, yeah, Check yeah. We'll, we'll pull them out of the meeting. Anyone into, logged into the uh, <laughs> into that account? Jeff is in work meetings this evening, so hence yeah, why he could yeah. not be here with us. Um, we feel very sorry for Jeff. So, on that note, I think we should move on to our next beer. And we are back, and we're on to our well, I'd say our second beer, obviously. Um, this one is, well, this one was one that I insisted on. It's the Freya, and it's by Three Ravens. It's a red rye IPA. So almost a red IPA. It's um, clocks in at 8%, I think. Um, Eight? Yeah, 2.4 standard drinks. 8%. Wow. Um, ABV, ABV of 8, so that's very cool. Um, I need to flag that the label has... Um, I assume Freya might be some sort of cat because there's a little picture of a cat there with um, like laser eyes going on there. Um, it's also mm -hmm. a collaboration with Pink Boots, um, um, and obviously Pink Boots. Pink Boots is awesome. So it's described as spicy, bitter, badass. Um, Freya Red Rye IPA, ABV 8%, standard drinks. Designed and brewed by the women of Three Ravens to showcase the 2021 Pink Boot Society Hop Blend, a big bold and bitter beer fit for the beer fit for the Norse god Freya um, featuring featuring rye oat crystal and toasted malts and generously hopped with uh, with the bespoke blend of cashmere laurel athenum sabro okay that's what I was tasting in my pre-sips and citra um, six dollars from every kilo of hops used goes to Pink Boots Australia 
and $1 from every four pack sold will fund a paid internship for a female brewing student at Three Ravens. And keep cold and drink fresh. Um, that's, that's awesome. isn't it? That's awesome. Um, and um, let me say again that the artwork on the front is awesome. It's worth Googling. Um, all right. Uh, what are we reckon? First impressions? Um, so it's definitely got the caramel. Mm. The previous beer was missing. Definitely. Um, but it's also a rye, which makes it a slightly different beast. Hmm. It's, 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 but it is thicker, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. I agree with that. So I, w- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be sessioning this. No. Yeah, and had it 8% definitely wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. It's but a very short session. It's, it, it hits more of the marks that I expect from a, from a red IPA. Mm-hmm. I agree with that take. Um, I'm curious now, is, is, it, is it the rye? Is it the rye that impacts I, I reckon it's the, some of what we're talking about? I reckon it's the hop combo. I reckon the thing, for worse or for better, I think the um, the thing that's giving this the edge is the sabro. I was going to say, sabro to rye, that's yeah. not anything I've encountered before. No, no, or at least not that we've known. It was probably on one of the many thousands of um, um, range uh, range or banks combinations. Yep. Or, or deeds, I should say. Um, what are people saying about it? Because yeah, we're clearly uninformed and we will await people who are informed to tell us what we're wrong. Um, okay. Um, okay. Um, who have we got? Who have we got? All right. Trevor C. Untapped at home. Purchased by complete chance. Purchased at Main Liquor. So another Perth person. This is um, a long way from home. Yeah. Good to see that it made it over there. Dark, almost opaque with a tinge of red. Smell is deep hops. Okay booze. Little sharp on the front, then opens up. Big ale flavor. Mellow, boozy, oaky finish. Mm. Did not actually rate it. It's a bit rude, but... Um, decent yeah. comment, though. I don't disagree with any of that. No. Um, well, Greg J, untapped at home. Um, it's been a while since I've had a good red ale, and this is a good red ale. Good drink, more than I should have. And it should of these. I'm, ke- I'm guessing they're saying could drink more than I should of these. Um, but either way, I purchased a Page Bottler. Um, I don't know where that is. Um, uh, ACT, nicely done. Yeah. Um, it's four, back there. 4.25. Like two ACT, not, I mean, now, I mean, clearly Page Bottler is maybe a thing we should add to the list. Yeah. But Good. yeah, I haven't been to Canberra for, was meant to go to December last year, but obviously. Something, something lockdown. Shit happened. Um, a happy M, drinking at home, purchased at the brewery. Happy birthday, little boss. Four dots, not three. Freya, you legend! Exclamation mark. 4.5. Look, I, I'm, I'm happy that um, there's both an exclamation mark and that you um, said it out loud. I think that's very important. Yeah, I feel like you have to... If an exclamation mark is used, you have to give it justice. Mm-mm. No, I approve of that. Um, just scrolling, doom scrolling through to find someone else's comment. Um, okay, Paul G, untapped at home. Um, he's also a, um, a untapped pain me- paid member. Um, lots of malt, but hope for more spice rye flavour. Purchased at Copper and Oak. They must have did a big shipment over to um, WA. Yeah, obviously Copper and Oak is my um, 
when I'm at my parents back mm. home that is my local and we just did a big we just did a big I just did a big mm. copper and oak order about six weeks ago I saw the photos yeah and still working my way through those well you know they're an adventure um I would actually say any, anyone anyone who does want to order some WA beers definitely check out Copper and Oak they um if you order a case worth of a mixed case there is a substantial discount which I found out when I did my order and then I got a phone call from the owner about 10 minutes later mm-hmm. saying do you realise so first of all one of the beers I ordered was actually no longer in stock which is but he's like you realise if you order like what, six, six more beers you only have to pay for like two more beers oh, that's good and I was point. like I did not realise but thanks for letting me know mm, this is important and um oh, yeah. I, I um, have one here um, which hopefully isn't yours um, Lisa F I was going to read that one because oh. I lo- love the photo with it alright do you want to take this one no, go for it alright Lisa F um, and she I will flag that she has a photo which has the Canaculture Earl of Swirl the Freya um, something from Temple and uh, another three Ravens and a Ballistic they're all very good beers well at least they look good good, 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 good labels um, this one was off the hook Sorry, this was off the hook. Much better than I expected. Some rye IPAs aren't my cup of tea, uh, ellipses, but this was delicious. Nice and toffee-ish. Not super over-hot. Cheers, ladies. I'd say that... Oh, um, 4.5. That can, that counterculture with the Prince canner, that is... That came out when we just started coming out, coming out of lockdown in October last mm. year. So that is an old beer. Yeah. I hope it was. Um, hope it, it was worth it. Hope, yeah. um, hope it was stored okay. Um, Stefan M, untapped at home. Um, no comment, four stars, but just giving him a shout out because he got five badges. Hey. Tea time, middle of the road level 12, brewery pioneer level 8, wheel of styles level 5, and down under level 15. We live in a beautiful world. Five, a five badge check in is, uh, is always worthy. Right. All right, um, all right. Um, and forgive me if you've already read this out, but I'm going to read it out. Um, Daniel O, um, Untapped at Home. Uh, I do love a good red, and this is a good red. Very dark in colour, and it has a, a, bit of, a bit of sweetness to it. The toffee caramel was there as well. So easy to drink for 8%. Um, okay. Purchased at Kringula Cellars, four stars. Yeah. Yeah, Nige, untapped at home, purchased at the Hop Supply Co., which mm. I assume you're familiar with. Mm, yes. Oh, no. What? No, it's it? not. Sorry, no. I thought it was Ballarat. No, it's Bendigo. Uh, you're thinking of the Hop Temple. The Hop Temple, yes. Which, uh, though, in saying that, I have been to the Hop Supply Co. Uh, as part of the Bendigo on the Hop, oh, which is an excellent craft beer. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that was a great one. That was a blur. And you were hungover when we did that. I was. And then I had a um, had to go to a winery afterwards. Mm, so mm. oh, well, it was me. But and so is it staying a yurt from memory. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, I'm actually thinking of going up there mm. again this with um, Lauren for mm. a Saturday. Because of yurts. they've got these beautiful. Yeah, they say they say it's glamping, but it's basically you get these tents, which are not tents. It's basically like a looking overlooking the vineyard kind of accommodation and it like has a tent shaped thing draped over it there are there are tent ones as well mm. but this is like the more premium one and it's beautiful there's like an outdoor bath but the way it's 
but all configured is that you can just like walk to your like porch naked and hop into the bath and not have to worry that anyone's going to come and see you. Mm-hmm. You see the vineyards and the kangaroos hopping around. It's very nice. This this episode was brought to you by <laughs> Yurts. Yeah. Well, that, 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 well, I guess talking of disclosure, that, that was an invite. Mm, mm. And when they said, oh, can you come up? It's like, well, actually I can, but I'm going, conveniently, I've got Bendigo on the hop that day. Can I come up that day? <laughs> um, it was good. I mean, clearly it made a good impression because I'm talking about it three mm. years on. Yeah, and, and, and you've survived through an entire, um, the darkest times of a pandemic. Yeah, and I want to book with using my own money this time. So that's, that's mm, proof it's mm. good, right? Look, you've sold me. Anyway, but back to Nigel's comment. Um, he got 4.75, but I'm just trying to determine how do you verbalize a comment to wow, but then there's seven exclamation marks. How that's do a, you... That's, that's a big wow. Is it more? Is it... I think the emphasis is to be on the W. Mm. It's like, wow! But then would that be lots of O's more than the exclamation mark? I, I reckon it's just, I was going to say it's just wow really loudly, but then I'd think that would be capitalized. Or is it like that Kylie Minogue song, like, wow, 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 wow? No, it's only one wow. It's yeah, only one wow. so, but. Uh, look, you yeah. make a very good point, Nigel. Um, yeah, listeners, if you know how to verbalize seven exclamation marks, um, let us know on um, IG. Um, d- did he have anything to say other than that? No, I mean, seven exclamation marks kind of says it all, right? Yeah, it's true. Who, who needs emojis, really? All right, what do we think about this? So, yeah, it has has a fuller body than the last one. Um, definitely has more of a caramel sort of multi... More of the caramel phase, more of a multi-backbone. But, yeah, I, but I don't think it's that much better than the last one. It's also mm. not... It's delicious, but it's not... I mean, you know, comparing things to the Mountain Culture Double Red, it's, it seems like unfair in a way because that is just such a signature yeah. beer. But, um, but yeah, I, I do really like it. It's like comparing everything with Citizen Kane. Yeah, love came from Citizen Kane. Mm, um, excellent. They're like good craftsmanship. So I'm thinking 3.8, something I'm, I'm hitting on that kind of Christoph scale, but just because it's, it just has a few, ticks a few more of the boxes of what I expect from a Reddit. Mm. Yeah, flips it over to the other side of three point seven five. So yeah, it's a three point eight for me. It's it is a really good beer. Yeah. Um, again, I um, it's wrong to compare it with um, Mountain Culture. Um, uh, you know, Citizen Kane, the Citizen Kane of red IPAs, but it is a very nice beer. Um, but it is. It, I would probably drink more uh, drink this over the innate. Um, it's it, it's a three point seven five for me. Um, it's still a very nice beer, and um, you know, you know that we're fighting one thing or another. And I'm really impressed that they're doing stuff that's actually, you know, you wouldn't normally expect to see Sabro and Citra. And the yeah. and you know Sabro sometimes make me run. That hole, run I mean that hills. that hole. Opera had laurel in there as well, right? Yeah. Like, it's just a really... It's... And I've never heard of... Uh, yeah. Uh, Atanum. But... And, and you know, the, the, the weird part about this, I feel like um, a, a recipe like this with an idea like this, it might be two tweaks away from being perfect. 
Mm. Yeah, you, you make a good point. Like this, this is a beer that is worth revisiting. Yeah, like, as as a just as three ravens and and pink boots. I think. Yeah, yeah you but, you nail it. This with a few tweaks, this could be a four. Yeah, um, at, at least it's just it's 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 a really interesting. If we see everything everything in this world has been a starter point, this is a great starter point for um, um, what could be a sensational. Like over the over the moon beer, and the world does need more red rye IPAs. Exactly, and I'm not saying that with any sarcasm. No, none whatsoever. He's I not. Mean, He's really not. Yeah, I do believe that. So it's three point seven five, but um, I look forward to the next batch of this um, as it's as it's tweaked because I think I think it will turn into something amazing. Great. So we have waffled in all the right ways. Um, this has been the Brunswick Beer Collective. We've been recording live at Rascal or Rascal, depending on what you um, think. Um, if the uh, if you listen to it when we intend to re- listen to this when we intend to release it, then um, congratulations, um, Victoria, on um, getting to COVID normal at ninety percent. It's a big achievement, which means you don't have to wear masks inside um, unless you're unvaccinated, and then then we've got bigger issues. So. Um, we have been the Brunswick Beer Collective. Uh, we have been Paul Christoph. I'm just going to put a little spiel oh. here. Oh, do it. So, well, it. no. So, through through the city lane, we were also... So, we suggested the podcast episode, but then they also said we're launching a new dinner thing on that we're doing oh, on yes, Monday nights. Oh, yes, of course. So, we will be doing that yes. afterwards. Obviously, it's an invite, so mm-hmm. that we will not be paying for our dinner, but... Hashtag I'll, invite. But I will be talking about that over on the city lane. So, if you're interested in the venue and seeing what they're mm-hmm. doing for dinner mm-hmm. on Mondays. Um, um, yeah, check out the City Lane probably about the same time. I'll, I'll sync it up to go up on the on the Thursday next week, mm-hmm. which will be the exact day you're listening to yeah. this or will already be up. So it, it'll be it'll be a full rascal day. That's what we're saying. Yeah. Um, that was a good segue. Um, hashtag plug, hashtag gifted, hashtag uh, invite. Hashtag sponsored. Yeah, well, spawn. Sometimes Spawn. I've seen Spawn. Hashtag free. Collaboration. Yeah. I mean, but we chose all the beers, so that's very important. We chose the beers. We didn't pay for mm. the beers, but we chose them. Yes, or at least they haven't stuck us with the bill yet. So we'll let you know on that. Yeah, they did say just... Pick what you go want. Go to the fridges and pick yeah. what you want. Which is which is a bad idea for people like us. Which is what we do normally. Mm, good point. It's only we usually pay for it. Anyway, we have been the Brunswick Beer Collective. Um, uh, that's been Paul Christoph. See you later. Um, this has been Chris Shorten. We will... Well, we've hit the silly season now, so we'll be back when we see you or, or when you hear from us. Um, until next time, um, thank you for listening. Okay.